thank you for asking me to speak here with you tonight. Um, my sobriety date is March 13th, 2009. Uh, welcome to the newcomer back there and happy birthday. Five years is amazing. Um, I love listening to your story tonight. Um, the anticipation of all of the readings, including the secret reading and then <laughs> literature and all the things. So it's like, now I'm nervous. Um, and trying to smush in um, story in 10 minutes is like nerve wracking. So I'm gonna do the best I can. Um, Okay, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. Um, it's, uh, it's been a long time since I drank. I was thinking about that today, um, that what it was like. I don't think about what it was like that much anymore, um, but I'm grateful I get to go to meetings today, and I get to hear what it's still like, you know, what it's like out there. And for me, um, I was a blackout drinker. I, um, I drank to feel different, like whatever that was, either to amplify like the good feelings or to drown out the bad ones. I just drank to feel different. And um, that's what I like to do. I like to, um, like oblivion was the goal, <laughs> oblivion. And, um, and I was a trash can. I did anything else along the way. I didn't really ask questions. I just did. And um, I was like really young and I never really thought anything of it. Um, until I started to get older. And then I was like, oh yeah, that is um, probably pretty risky. But at that point in my drinking and using, I didn't care anymore because um, I actually really wanted to die at the end there. Um, so when I, towards the end of my drinking and using, I got sober when I was 20, there wasn't a lot of time in between, but from the, from the moment I started, um, which felt really good um, to like what felt it felt like leaving, you know, leaving my life, leaving the planet. It just felt good, like to not be in my skin. Um, and that's what, that's what I looked for. Um, in, in drugs and alcohol, um, my story is I was, I drank, but then whatever else happened after that, you know, I was a blackout drinker. So a lot of things happened after that. I didn't um, seek out other things first. Usually it was usually the drink. Um, for me, that was my, that's my story. Um, and with, with that, like I, um, I just like all bets were off. Like I just didn't know, um, what I was going to do when I started to drink. And, um, I thought I was a pretty like happy drinker. Um, I, I thought I had like a pretty good time, but again, I was a blackout drinker. So <laughs> who knows? Um, and, um, and then I got to hear like all the stories, you know, the next day. And what came with that was like a lot of, um, in one of my first meetings I went to, I heard someone sharing about, share about that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. And that's what I felt when I woke up, when I came to in weird situations and didn't know what happened. And, um, you know, was that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. And that was just my story. That was like my life I had when I, um, when I got sober, I, pretty much hated myself. Um, I just, ugh, like I was, ugh, that's how I thought of myself. Just, ugh, was just like the only thing I could come up with. And um, um, I had like, you know, an early soul sickness, like spiritual, just broken. I was very broken. Um, I didn't really want to live anymore. I had um, a lot of like medical issues going on. Um, I think like a year and a half before I stopped drinking, I was diagnosed with, I say that because whatever. Okay. I was diagnosed with, um, cyclic neutropenia, which is like a form of leukemia. <laughs> and they wanted to give me blood transfusions. And I was like, 
I'm good. Um, so I just stopped going to that doctor and, um, I was on like a lot of like medication and, um, I got sober and I stopped taking that medicine and like a year went by and my mom was like, um, you haven't been sick in a while. And turns out I'm cured. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just what it was like for me drinking. I did not take care of myself. I just, I just didn't care about anything. I didn't care to live. Um, I had like um, fantasies about someone hitting my car and me just driving off the bridge and dying. Like that was, that's what I wanted. That was like what I really wanted, which is super sad today. Um, and anyways, through a weird series of events, um, I got sober. My mom started sponsoring this young woman. Um, she was 23 and uh, she lost her license and didn't have a car. And she was hanging out with my mom and uh, I was living at my mom's house again. And um, I didn't have any friends left because I'm a blackout drinker and I, that's what I do um, in my relationships is I like do something either really embarrassing and then I can't talk to them anymore or um, they don't want to talk to me anymore or whatever this, you know, series of events is. But um, my life was really small and I was back living at my mom's house and she was sponsoring someone who's 23 years old and didn't have a car and, um, and not like I had nothing going on. So um, I started to drive this girl around to meetings and she took me to do all this fun stuff. We would like go snowboarding and I would drink and we'd go to the mountains and I would drink or we would go to LA and I would drink and, um, and then I would take her to a meeting in the morning. <laughs> and I was like sitting in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. I heard, I heard stuff, you know, I heard things I could relate to. And, um, and then again, through like a series of a bunch of lies, um, because I had nothing. I was just like a shell of a human being. I didn't know who I was, what, what I wanted, what was important to me. I, I was just a liar, like just a pathological liar. And it somehow mysteriously tricked this guy into thinking I was sober and we were dating. And then um, I'm like, no, I lied about that. And then I wasn't drinking and I just like lost all my tools. Like I had nothing. And I called, I called up this one girl, you know, it was like my only friend at the time. And I told her what was going on. And um, I didn't think I was an alcoholic, but like, I couldn't keep doing this. And, um, my memory is that she's like, well, I've seen you drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my memory of how the night went, but, um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what she said, but, um, she did see me drink. She saw me in many blackouts and, um, and anyways, we went to a meeting after that, which is where I met my friend Katie. And that was the couch meeting in Laguna Hills. And there was a bunch of young people there. And that was like my first that was my first meeting where I stood up and identified as a newcomer. And um, I got a sponsor after that. And I wasn't really willing to do anything. Like I felt like um, because my mom has been sober since I was like six and a half years old, I didn't, I was like pretty much know everything there is to know about Alcoholics Anonymous. So here I am. And, um, and then nothing happened. You know, my life didn't change because I didn't, wasn't changing anything. I didn't do anything different. And I was super miserable for like 10 and a half months. And I would go to all these meetings and my mom would be like, if whatever, she would say stuff to me all the time, all those one-liners, you know, like if nothing changes, nothing changes. And, oh, you think you're miserable? You should talk to Lauren. And um, <laughs> all, all things, it was really fun. Good times. And, um, and I decided to make a change. I decided that what I was doing wasn't working for me. I had like a very sad, um, event in my life happened. I have, uh, I had a cousin who uh, committed suicide because of this disease. And I felt like, why not me? Like I had the same fantasy and goal 
why not me? Thank you. And, um, and I decided to make a change and I asked AJ to be my sponsor and I started to work the steps and she gave me very specific and clear directions. And I just did what she said. And we met after the Friday morning meeting, a book study meeting every week. And we read the book together and we worked the steps and it completely changed my life. Um, and I have, um, a spiritual, you know, connection today that I didn't care for before. I was like, I'll just do all the other steps, but I'm not going to do, I think I'm good. And, um, that changed for me too. Um, and it, it continues to change for me, you know, over the 12 years I've been sober, it continues to change today. It's different than it was yesterday. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I, um, that I've continued to go to meetings and my life is freaking huge today. When I got sober, I was like, if I just get a new car and whatever, get a job, um, I'll be good. And that's not really what happened. Um, maybe like five and a half years later, I got a new car, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like my life is huge. It's so much bigger than I could have imagined. Um, I have two little kids. I married, I went to a bunch of different schools and just my life is crazy today. I, if you would have told me five years ago that what my life would look like today, I wouldn't believe you. And, um, I'm just super grateful. I owe my life to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and I, I want to keep giving it back. I love that I get to come here today. I make the choice um, to continue to come to meetings and um, it saves my life. And I, um, I don't know what else to say. I saw my two minutes. So thanks for letting me share here tonight. <laughs>